Hi FM, your station of choice since 2008. It's time to find out what is happening at the Qatar. Joining us now is Avi Kay, the guide for the Qatar Institute of Jerusalem. Avi, good afternoon. Welcome again to the show. Good afternoon, Mark. How are you doing? Good and you. Good and you, uh, Avi. And indeed, quite Thank a quite a you. number of interesting, uh, shall we say, activities going on at the at the Qatar as of late. Take us through it. Yeah, there's been quite a lot going on, especially as the season starts to change. Mm-hmm. So right now it's very, very warm. Um, just a w- word of caution. If anybody's coming to Jerusalem, coming to Jerusalem, coming to visit the Western Wall, please make sure that you've got sunglasses and a cap and a lot of water. Just, it was very sad to see a lot of people withering today, this week at the Kotel simply because it was so hot. There is water there, plenty of it but make sure that you stay hydrated and you wear the right clothing. <clears throat> Sorry. So, yes, there's been a lot of activity, a lot of um, people coming down, especially a lot of political um, connections happening. People have come with different dignitaries from different countries have come to visit, right. have come down. But, but, again, it's been one of those events where the whole of the old city plaza um, of the Kotal had didn't have to be closed down. And people were able to come in and go out, and activities happened uh, per normal, and it was just really a great buzz. What's nice that's happening now is that as evening comes and as it gets dark, the temperature remains pleasant. So okay. there's a lot of people around. It doesn't get cold because what happens in winter is that it gets wet and cold, and not much really happens as it starts getting dark. And now it's beautiful, it's balmy, it's just really pleasant for people to be out. And a lot of groups have come. There's a lot of army activity in the, in, at the Kotal Plaza. Not necessarily, I'm talking about, you know, a police presence, but um, military um, celebrations, military parades that happen. A lot of units choose to come there. And again, a lot of these things are unscripted. So sure. a unit will arrive and they'll do their own thing. And that really gives the public a, a, a sense of what happens on the ground and ability to interact and um, to share something that I thought was quite funny this week. Mm-hmm. There was a whole lot of new recruits standing there. Everybody had attention. Everybody listened to the uh, the officer as she was talking. And some chap who was obviously part of that unit a year or two ago walked past and he just barked out some instructions and they all just followed this instruction and then they all looked around like, where did that come from? <laughs> okay. And everybody found it. <laughs> everybody found it quite, uh, quite amusing and I think it was taken in good humor. But, um, that's, that's really what's going on there on, on at the Kotal. Um, to share with you and the listeners two interesting things that happened with, with me this week. Right. I, I was just milling around as, as I am, uh, you know, known to do from time to time. And I saw a family member from Johannesburg come up to me, and uh, I didn't know she was in the country still. I knew she was here last week, but she'd stayed to, to visit her children and said to me, is it possible that you could take me to the point where the place where your son was murdered? Do you mind taking me? I said, with the greatest of okay. pleasure. And she right. said, like, I was so nervous to go. I didn't know where to go. I know it's in the Arab Quarter. I know it's not safe. I said, it's perfectly safe. Let's go. I wouldn't take you if it wasn't safe. And as she came with a friend, and as we we're walking up the street to the particular spot, she asked me, but here's a young girl walking by herself. I said, yes, that is exactly the scenario. It's safe. It's safe for everybody to come 
to walk through the street in the Arab quarter that goes up to the Jaffa Gate, it's not a problem. And um, one must just be aware and one mm-hmm. just like again in South Africa you must be vigilant. But um again what happened to our son was a very freak and rare um occurrence. Unfortunately it has happened once or twice since then. But I'm just really impressing upon people that if you go in the right places and you walk on those streets, there's lots of security, people are friendly and there's really nothing to worry about. Um, that, uh, that was, that was compounded by a Japanese group that I was chatting to a little bit later on. Um, they came over to me. Can we ask you some questions? I said, with pleasure. Mm-hmm. Said they've had a tour guide, but there's just one or two things that are worrying them. And they really wanted to understand how many times a day a Jew prays. So we went through that this three times okay. a day in the morning, in the afternoon, mm-hmm. and the evening. Mm-hmm. And they kept prodding me with these questions. And the kernel of the issue was they wanted to know if the people who are at the Kotel who are praying, is this their full-time occupation? Is this all they do? <laughs> so I said, like, okay. where, 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 where did you come up with that? And they all looked at each other and they said, our tour guide told us that. And okay, oh, this boy. is a case of maybe a little bit of bigotry, <clears throat> a little bit and a huge amount of excuse me, misinformation that the ultra-religious people who are at the Kotel on a regular basis have nothing else to do with their day but sit there the whole day and pray. Um, and I said to her, if you watch carefully, people come and people go. I'm a religious person. I run a business and I pray three times a day. So that was really something that was very interesting to dismantle that sort of propaganda that they had been fed and that clearly didn't sit comfortably with them. So that was the, those are the two interactions uh, that, I, that I had. The, the other major event that's happening at the Kotel now and it will continue for the next three or four months is the groups are starting to arrive. There's okay. lots of groups coming from America, a lot of business delegations coming in, and um, it's just nice to see groups coming in where they create an informal environment for themselves, and they sing and they dance, and they just have this wonderful spirit that they bring to the Kotel, and whoever's with them creates this, this tremendous sense of joy and pleasure. And then there was a great, uh, not a great, a, a big Muslim group that came up, and um, they're again very respectful, very careful. Can we go down? I said, absolutely, you can. And the nice thing about a religious Muslim group going down is that you don't have to remind them to cover their heads because right. that's already done. Mm-hmm. And the ladies clearly don't have any worries about how they dressed. So, you know, there, I think the cousin issue comes into play that there's a, it's a, a familiarity with respect to that, you know, to that area. Indeed. And I, mean. I spent some time with them and I took them inside and showed the youngsters, the kids, you know, the, all the way down to the bottom. And they were absolutely fascinated. So it was a great week at the Kotel. The weather's fantastic, and we look forward to seeing everyone. Indeed, Gabby, thanks so much uh, for that roundup. Wow, quite a detail, as you say now, the the interest in the the Kotel and uh, people, the groups really starting to uh, pitch up now to uh, find out more about the Kotel. I guess we'll be chatting more about that. We'll see how that develops uh, next week when we chat to Avi on Thursday. Avi Kay, Guide for the Kotel Institute of Jerusalem, joining us live, giving us an update on the latest on the Kotel.